All right, and welcome to the Rory's Nitro podcast, the show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling's biggest head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, back on the solo run due to some uh, internet issues over here in Brisbane. Um, Some of you may be aware that we've been hit with some pretty severe flooding in the last fortnight. Um, Actually got a year's worth of rain in two days, so things have been a little bit turbulent down under. And as a result, um, I have no internet at my house Therefore, I'm unable to Skype, so I have an episode with Richie that's been put on hold, an episode with Duncan that's been put on hold, and I can't actually watch any shows to catch up the solo podcast now. So, I thought I would do something a little bit different and go back in time. Um, Once upon a time, we had an episode called Figures and Gimmicks. I'm going to do something pretty similar again, just some lists of some collectibles and things that I'm into um, or have been into, and see whose opinion matches mine or who's got some vastly different opinions. But mostly just discuss some of my favorite things. So if you're only really interested in hearing me review shows, this might not be the episode for you, but for the sake of getting some content out and having an episode ready for everyone, here we are. You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Take the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King, Randy Savage. Oh yeah, my almost master finish Hogan, guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Mania. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. So some of these lists can be subjective and even minds change over time. Certainly as you get things, you grow a new appreciation for them as you as you collect. Um, so I'm going to start out with my top 10 favorite WWF Hasbro figures. I have a feeling I did this on the first episode, so I'd be interested to go back and listen and see if it's different, but I haven't done that for this episode. Obviously having no internet, I can't download the episode. But as things stood today, when I had a long think about it, my favorite Hasbros were uh, in no particular order, by the way. The British Bulldog, Series 1 Hulk Hogan, that's the one in the Hulk rules with, where he's got the press slam action. Demolition, I've kept tag teams as one. Um, apologies if you don't believe in that, but that's what I've done. Demolition, I thought those figures were flawless. Kamala, um, really exceptional looking figure. Akeem, which might be the surprise pick for everybody, but I think the Akeem Hasbro is severely underrated. Bret Hart, they're pretty much the same in the two different series. Um, I mean, I know there are slight differences but you, you wouldn't notice as a kid the undertaker again same thing i know one comes with the uh like the jacket and one doesn't the legion of doom um i got these figures later on um brought over to me from a relative in england and absolutely adored them and then my top two hasbro figures i said in no order but these two um were very sentimental to me because they're the first two i ever got is the Series 1, so Green Tights, Ultimate Warrior, and Andre the Giant. And to this day, I still adore both of those figures. Absolutely love them. So that's my top 10 favorite Hasbros. Interested to hear from anyone who disagrees. Um, Some notable mentions in there as well. I did really like the Nasty Boys figures, the Steiner Brothers. Um, There's quite a few good ones in there. I didn't put a Macho Man figure. That's controversial, but I don't think Hasbro... I never had the original, like the Orange Tight Series 1 Macho. That's probably skewed it because I've got no sentimental value attached. I had the Macho King later, which is a pretty basic attire for Macho. But there it is, my top 10 favorite Hasbros. What does everybody else think? Moving along, we're going to go to something completely different, not wrestling related. Um, Many of you or some of you might know that I'm a massive sneakerhead. I probably have in the vicinity of about 70 or 80 pairs of sneakers 
right now. I've had well over 100 before and downsized. Um, I tend to flex up around about the 60 to 70 mark typically. Um, but I'm predominantly a collector of Jordans, uh, 1 through 13. However, I'll get to Jordans later on. I'm going to go with my favorite non-Jordan sneakers. Um, and in, again, no particular order, um, Chuck Taylors, um, Converse All-Stars, prefer the low cut to the high cut but a classic shoe goes with every outfit air max 90 just love a good pair of air max um f very versatile shoe comfy lots of different looks you can get the adidas superstar big fan love a low cut adidas shoe um lots of colors goes with every outfit the Reebok Pump, um, very big fan of Reebok Pumps. Got myself a pair for the first time in nearly a decade, about a month ago. Haven't worn them yet, um, but they will, there will come a day when it's definitely time for the Reebok Pump. And possibly my favorite non-Jordan sneaker is the Nike Air uh, Uptempo. Um, many of you might not know what that shoe is. It was first worn, I think, by Scottie Pippen in the NBA. And I had this shoe in high school. And for years, I just wanted it again and then just stumbled upon it one day. And now I've got four or five pairs in different colors. But you can't go past the original black and white for me. Um, so, yeah, my favorite top five non-Jordan pairs of sneakers. So any sneakerheads out there, let's hear if you've got a preference or agree or disagree, like anything that I like or think I've got terrible taste, fire away. I'd like to bring out the president of the WWF, Jack Tunney, please. Hello, Ronnie, how are you? Good, good, you got a little present for me. Uh, not that you don't deserve it, however, this is a little different. We got. I've been charged with getting a new world championship belt at Bobby Heenan's insistence. Now, this is large enough to fit Andre the Giant, if necessary. Let me show it to you. It's beautiful. All right. I'm also a little bit of a belt collector. I probably have heated off on this in recent years because I'm just, I don't have room for many more than what I've got and I probably need to get rid of a couple that I don't love. Um, but at the moment, as things stand right now, my top 10 replica belts, most of which I own all but two. Um, so the blue winged eagle title, the ultimate warrior world title, I absolutely love that belt. That was the first one um, I bought after not owning a belt for well over a decade and yeah, absolutely love it. The exact same belt with the black strap. Um, I don't own that one. I just thought it was redundant to have two of the same belt, which you're going to laugh at in a moment, but I do have an explanation for this. Um, the black strap intercontinental. Um, I own that as well as the white strap and the yellow strap, which is ridiculous, but the yellow strap and the white strap, my brother purchased before deciding oh, I can't really be bothered with belts and just gave them both to me. The European title, um, this was out of circulation for quite a while and I just was desperate to have it. I just have always loved that belt. I had a foam version of it as a teenager, which seems ridiculous, but I just love that design. The NWA Domed Globe, I don't own this belt. Um, Fandu has just released a new version of it and I will probably pick one up in the Black Friday sale at the end of the year. Um, I'm not about paying full price for belts when I don't have to. Um, I can be very patient with those, unlike some other things I collect. The US Spinner, this was the first official belt I ever owned, the John Cena US title. Um, absolutely love John Cena's early gimmick, his rap, obviously, as you'll figure out as I go through some of this episode. The tag team, I've got the Fandu version, the classic tag. Um, I've got it on the black and red strap. Um, really love that. 
the undisputed title. I always thought that was a classy design. Really, really loved that belt. The Attitude Era Intercontinental title, I have that one as well. And the Attitude Era Big Eagle World title. That's a huge belt and really, really cool. Um, there's my top 10. Biased mostly towards the ones I own, but then I guess I bought the ones I wanted. So that would make sense. Um, any other belt collectors out there? Again, if you agree, disagree, think I've missed something off the list, please let me know. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. That's so fast, Beastman. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beastman playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beastman's escaping. What's wrong, Dad? Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beastman each sold separately from Mattel. Now I'm going to go to my top five non-wrestling figure lines. So I um, actually didn't really collect wrestling figures until about, oh, I don't know, 2016, 2017, 2018, somewhere in that region, certainly like the last four or five years. Um, and I was on holiday um, with my good friend Mark in Belfast and went into a Smiths and saw all the Mattel elites, love them, but I resisted. I didn't buy them. I just wanted to look at them. Um, came back to Australia and one day I think I was like Easter shopping with my wife and my kids and my mum and they were looking at toys and I spotted the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles WWE crossover line and saw the Undertaker as Donatello I think it was or Donatello as the Undertaker um, absolutely loved it was raving about it again didn't buy it resisted temptation I don't collect figures I'm a grown man blah 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 Walked out the store, carried on with my shopping. Little did I know my mum excused herself a little while longer. <laughs> Grown man, my mum snuck back in and bought me the action figure and just said, have it. If you want it, why not just have it? And yeah, like my, <laughs> I think she probably regrets saying that. And certainly I don't think my wife um, loved the fact that she said it because it's got been nonstop ever since. Um, but yeah, that's what got me back into collecting. Just that figure. I just was raving about it. Um, similarly, I was raving about the, uh, like the Ministry Undertaker Mattel Elite, um, a few, you know, a month or so before, but I resisted. And then that was one of the first figures I went and bought once I decided, okay, I collect toys now. I don't care. I'm a grown man. I've got two kids, pay all my bills. Why can't I buy a toy? It's certainly better than going out and, you know, drinking and coming home in a state with my family at home. So I did that. Anywho, that was a long way to get to the point of top five non-wrestling figure lines. Um, again, all stuff that I've got. Um, the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie line, that's probably my favorite, to be honest. I love the movie Turtles. I have um, almost all of them. I've not bought, like, double-ups of the Turtles, with the exception I've got the Raphael in disguise, and I don't have the Spirit of Splinter because I've got the original Splinter, um, but I've got every other original character... Um, although my Danny in the loot crate, um, if you're a Turtles figure, you probably know about this, is like nearly a year late now, which is pissing me off quite badly. But I love that line. Secondly, I've got the cartoon NECA Turtles as well. I know you can get the Super 7 ones, but I went with the NECA ones. Don't really know why. Probably just because I had the NECA movie ones. And um, I wasn't going to collect these. <laughs> this is going to... Yeah, story of the episode. I wasn't going to collect them. Um, resisted them for quite a while. They were out for ages. And then it was the Android Krang figure that I saw people posting online. And I was like, oh, I've got to get that figure. And of course, there's no point having Krang and nobody else. So as soon as I had him, I've now got, you know... 30 turtles figures that i probably didn't need the storm mortal combat figures these are 
probably better for me to collect because they come out so infrequently. I have most of them. Um, I got in late, so I don't have like Ermac and Noob, but I've got, you know, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, um, Goro, um, Reptile, a whole bunch of them. I, I've got the majority. I think all but three or four characters. I don't have the unmasked Sub-Zero because I've got the masked one. Um, not a completist for most things that I buy. The Masters of the Universe Origin figures. Um, had He-Man as a kid um, before Hasbro's came out. I was collecting He-Mans. Um, not massively into owning all of these because I, you know, was quite young when I had them. And I remember the cartoon and I remember the main characters. So that's what I've stuck to. Um, I do not want to go too down, too far down the rabbit hole. I've got like, I probably want to have about a dozen of these at max. And I've probably got six or seven already. So I'm not far off. The ones I did want to complete, though, were, and this will tie for last place, um, the Masters of the Universe film collection. Now, these are part Super 7, part Mattel. I don't really understand how all that happened, and there's only about six or seven figures, and I have all of them, so I'm quite happy with them. The two Skeletor figures are the prized possession in that line. The gold Skeletor is great, but just the original Skeletor is just the perfect action figure if you've not seen it or like you might not even like the he-man movie like i did it's a you know it's not a, a very popular film but i loved it as a kid and you know it's my favorite bad movie i guess you could say that in the turtles movies i'd still go and watch them repeatedly so yeah love that line and that's tied for my last spot with the necker rocky line now this is the only line that i'm not really deep into collecting i have the like the Sega Mega Drive boxed Rocky. Um, I took it out of the box. So it doesn't really matter what box it was anymore. Um, but it's like the 8-bit cartoon with the American flag. And I've got a Clubber Lang that I found on Facebook Marketplace. And I do want to get more of these. But they are ridiculously expensive. Two other lines that I give honourable mention to as well is obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles WWE crossover line. Um, that got me back into collecting. And the Playmates Turtles as well. Um... I've got a few of them. I've got... They, they, they come in box sets. Um, so I got the Villains box set, which was like... Was it Splinter, Baxter, Bebop, Rocksteady, a Foot Soldier, and... Oh, I'm failing to remember who the other one was. I think it's Krang, actually. Um, and I've got the Four Turtles and Splinter and Shredder. Um, maybe Shredder mustn't have been in the box set. Um, anyway... I've got a small collection. I haven't opened those. The cards aren't perfect. So I'm not really sure why. I had them on my wall in my previous house, but I'm still setting up my man cave in the new house with all my displays, and I've not gotten to the carded figures, which I don't have many of. It's just those two lines I mentioned as my honorable mentions, and I think there's like three or four wrestling figures I haven't opened yet that I have just haven't you know, brought myself to do. The Slim Jim Macho and the bubbly Jericho AEW figure. Um, I don't collect AEWs, but I just thought that was the coolest packaging ever and bought it. Um, so yeah, a couple of honorable mentions there. What do you guys think of those lines? Let me know if you collect any of them. If there's anything I missed, there's a whole, you know, you can buy figures for everything these days. Um, Turtles and He-Man were the two things I was primarily into. My daughters are both really into The Simpsons at the moment. Um, so I have a feeling my eldest is going to try and get me down the Super 7 Simpsons rabbit hole. And they do look very cool. So they may be collected but kept in her room. And uh, the three of us have become very big Lego buffs recently as well. Um, I have the Lego Coliseum waiting to be built. Haven't done it yet. I built the Ecto-1 Ghostbusters Lego recently. Um, 
Ghostbusters fan, but not big enough to collect figures and have a huge toy line of it. I just can't collect everything I love. So I got the Ecto-1 Lego as a display piece. Um, my eldest is building the Home Alone house at the moment. I've built the Adidas Superstar. I'm trying to think what other Lego sets we've built. Oh, and I got the NES um, Lego. So I've built that as well. My daughters have a few cool sets to build as well. So like we kind of, between the three of us, buy them. She's got the two Simpsons ones. They've been damaged in moving house and she's got to rebuild them, which I don't think is as exciting as building for the first time. So that's on the back burner. But yeah, Lego also should probably get an honorable mention. You know, ever since college, me and my brother Devon had a real problem showing mercy. Back then, we showed no mercy in the classroom. And now, the Dudley boys show no mercy in the ring. So when THQ asked us to be the No Mercy spokesman, we naturally agreed. Wage War in all new backstage areas perform vicious double team moves and show no mercy in the high flying ladder match. WWF No Mercy for Nintendo 64. It doesn't get any better than this. Rated T. Going across to top five wrestling video games, uh, again, just what I thought of off the top of my head, the classic No Mercy, everybody loves No Mercy, um, probably still to this day the best wrestling video game ever made, Smackdowns, um, Here Comes the Pain, and Shut Your Mouth, um, both really good wrestling games, um, the roster updates as well as like the gameplay advancements on both of those made them phenomenal, um, just really enjoyed both games. Um, Def Jam, Fight for New York, really loved the... I think there was two of them. I can't, actually can't remember which is which, but you could mold them both together for me. Really enjoyed the two Def Jam games. Um, Hip-hop and wrestling combined into a video game, and they were quite cool. Um, a little bit exaggerated, but no problem. Loved them. And um, Legends of Wrestling 2, this game is probably the most controversial on the list. I don't think anyone loved the Legends of Wrestling series, but I genuinely loved the first two. Uh, the third one is still to this day probably one of possibly the only video game I ever returned. It was so buggy and glitchy, I just was like, no, not having that. Like, you can't play it, I'm not taking it home. This is before the days of like online updates. I don't think my playstation 2 or 3 whichever one it was at the time was even connected to the internet so i took it straight back but one and two i genuinely en enjoyed one was good it was a bit slower than the smackdown games but it was really you know it was a nice change like it was good and the second they just built on a bigger roster more more game modes really enjoyed legends of wrestling too so if i i'm not the most technologically advanced i would love to have an emulator and be able to play some of these games on my computer or hook them up to my tv but it's just i have no idea how to do it and i'm just not going to download random programs to find out that i can't work it so if anyone ever feels like showing me the absolute dirt easiest way to do things like that please get in touch because i am terrible yo mars blackman here with my main man michael jordan yo mike what makes you the best player in the universe is it the vicious stumps? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes it, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes! 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 shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes! Alright, gonna go back to the sneaker game for a minute and go with my top five Jordan silhouettes. Um, if you're a collector of Jordans like me, chime in on this one. I always struggle to narrow it down, so I really went with the five that I wear the most often. Um, the classic Jordan ones, I think low, mid, high. I've 
could buy every color of Jordan 1s and never get sick of them. So that's definitely making a list. Um, some favorites are the, I've got the high Carolina white and blues. Um, I've got the low cut um, blue and blacks. I've got mids. They're not the breads, but they're like the breads with a bit of silver on them. And that was as good as I could find at the time. Really love them. So tons of ones in the collection. Um, absolutely love them. The Jordan 3. Love the Jordan 3 classic shoe. Goes with everything. Um, I have the the fire red, I think. Um, and I've got the wool threes. I've got the um, black and white. There was something, they were called like something internet or online or something. I can't remember. Cyber, cyber threes, I think. I've got the sport blue and I've got the powder blue. Um, I remember getting the sport blue in Tribeca on holiday on my honeymoon in America and just, yeah, spotting them in like a reselling shop, paying way above the odds. But I'm like, I'm on holiday in New York. If I can't buy a pair of Jordans, what is the point? Jordan 11s, um, possibly the most popular Jordan of all time. Um, I've got the the breads and I've got the Space Jams, the two defining silhouettes in the 11s. Um, absolutely adore both. I've got a couple of others as well. Um, but yeah, if you've got those two, you are set. Jordan 2s, um, I think, you know, going back, this is probably not the most popular Jordan, but I love the twos. I love the fact that they don't look like basketball shoes. Um, and I actually later in life have come to appreciate the low cut versions as well as the highs. Um, I've even got the Jordan two deconstructed, which is just a perfect shoe to wear with jeans. It's like a high top, absolutely no branding to it. Beautiful looking silhouette. And lastly, the Jordan 12s. I came to appreciate these ones a lot later. I stuck for the longest time to Jordan 1 to 10. Um, 10 was like the comeback shoe for Jordan um, and had all his list of accomplishments from his first portion of his career. Um, I think I was naive with that. I was always going to want the Space Jam 11s, but I just think they were out of my price range at the time when I began getting back into Jordans after not collecting them for many years. Um and the 12s, yeah, came later on down the line. But once I got the the flu game 12s, it was on. And I've got a few really cool, like, non-retro versions of the 12s. I've got, like, an all-navy blue pair and, like, an all-grey pair, which are very cool shoes. Um, again, don't look like your typical basketball shoe, so I really enjoy wearing them with a pair of jeans. Um, but, yeah, my top five favorite Jordan silhouettes. So if you are a Jordan collector like me, let me know what you thought of that list. Now... Something. It all starts with Titantron Live. Hit the stage and Titantron Live hits the lights, blast the pictures, and rocks 10 WWF Superstar theme songs all automatically. Because nobody goes through the rope before they go through the Titantron. Playtime's over. Titantron Live with Vincent Manitron Active Figure. Other Tron Active Figures with special sensors and rings. Now I'm going to go to my top five ring slash play sets for wrestling figures. Um first is the classic the first ring i ever owned the hasbro ring um it's beautiful work of art wish i could get a newish looking one this day and age but i think it's out of my price range um the jacks hell in a cell that thing is a thing of beauty i own it i got it secondhand off facebook marketplace the box was all beat up but every piece was intact um absolute great piece um the wicked cool toys ring and cages i've got a i've got the blue and the um the modern cage and several rings um i acquired not i didn't purposely set out to buy several rings i was happy to have one and just swap them over um 
but I acquired... I, I bought my first ring, I can't remember, and then I think I bought it with the blue cage, and then I bought, I want to say the modern cage, just the cage on ringside, and they accidentally shipped me the version with the ring, so I'm like, cool, I have a free ring. Um, I'm not sure how I got the third one I acquired, but yeah, I've got a few of them, um, which, again, was not my intention, but I have them. Great rings, though, very versatile. Um, still to come is the Mattel ring with the new gen arena. Um, I bought that, um, helped back the, the crowdfunding po project. Um, very excited for that coming later in the year. And lastly, it's not really a ring. It's more the extreme sets backdrops. Um, for figure photography, I think they're a must. A lot of people have done their own prints. And, you know, I, I certainly tried that before buying this thing because it is huge. Like, you wouldn't believe it to look at it. Um, but, yeah, it is phenomenal so um really really good for figure photography and i think most people that, that do it have a version from extreme sets damn i said i spit like i'm the ghost of them name your top 10 i'm harder than the most of them matter of fact shorten your list nigga top five game biggie hove probably pop nice now I'm going to go to what I called last night when I wrote this list is my top 10 rap albums. I'm a big hip-hop fan as well, um, as you can probably tell from the intro to this show and the fact that for a while I was finishing with a rap song before um, I think either SoundCloud or Spotify issued me with a warning for stealing rap songs for my podcast and I quickly knocked that on the head and stopped finishing with an outro track. Um, so this list was written last night. There's a few that could squeeze into the list. For example, I don't have an Ice Cube album, one of my favorite ever rappers, but I just don't know that he's got the definitive album. Um, so here's the list as I wrote it, just jotted down what was in my head. Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Um, absolute banger of an album. Um, 2001 by Dr. Dre, my favorite album of any genre of any kind of all time. All Eyes on Me from Tupac. Um, not a, I'm not the biggest Tupac fan for someone who's into hip-hop. I do like him, but I just think he's a quantity over quality kind of person, and a lot of that isn't his fault. It's been released posthumously, but um, there's just too much Tupac material for me to be, like, his biggest fan. Death is Certain by Royce59. I'm a big Royce fan, and I think this is probably my favorite album of his. There's two or three in hot contention, but I, I had to pick one because of how much I enjoy his music. The Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. Again, same thing, big Eminem fan, and I had to pick one, so I went with the one that defined my high school years, year 11 and 12. Um, Dre 2001 and Marshall Mathers LP were just on rotation for what seemed like two years. 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, big fan of a lot of the members, but like I find with the clan, I probably these days make my own playlists of all their best tracks as opposed to loving the albums, but the first album was full of bangers. Um, definitely recommend the... TV show as well, if you haven't seen Wu-Tang and American Saga. Illmatic by Nas, absolute classic album. Um, only 10 tracks, but everything is brilliant. American Gangster by Jay-Z, which might be a controversial pick. Big Jay-Z fan, probably my favorite rapper, um, all up because of the absolute like glut of quality material he's released. Um, a lot of people probably would have gone for the first Blueprint or Black Album, but I think American Gangster had the most legs for me like and i have listened to a lot of his albums many many times but i probably if i just feel like listening to a bit of jay go back and listen to that more often than the others industry shakedown by freddie fox um love his two big albums that one and connection but industry shakedown like long term has probably survived a bit better um some really good guest spots on there as well and finally graduation by kanye west um 
big Kanye fan up until Yeezus probably, um, and his albums seem to get better and better, but I think Graduation track for track is the best of the bunch um on another day i could have picked college dropout or my dark twisted fantasy um all great albums but yeah i think graduation for this one so if you're a hip-hop head again like me let me know what you think of that list um always keen to have a debate and you know it doesn't happen often anymore but find an album that i've never heard that i would really love so feel free to drop your recommendations Next is the category that I really was thinking about when writing this list. Uh, it was going to be my top 10 favorite Metal Elites, and I couldn't get it to 10. I think I've got it to 13, um, but I'm just going to throw them out there. And some of these probably won't be everybody's favorite, but um, some of them it's for the memory I had um, with the character and attire, and others it's just because of the execution. So... Um, First one I'm going to go with is the Comic-Con exclusive Mr. T. This is the one in the, the blue tights and the camo jacket and chains. Um, outside of wrestling, I'm a big Mr. T fan, uh, but this was just the perfect Mr. T figure. Absolutely loved it when this came out. Big shock. Um, was so happy to get my hands on one. King Harley Race, um, one that <laughs> nobody got their hands on, but I have one. Um, I waited very patiently for a price I was okay with paying. It was still way more than, you know, the most I've ever paid for a figure. But it was, um, it, it's a great figure, and I, I see, have seen it go for a lot more than what I paid. The Warlord, um, this is just perfect. Like, it just looks like the 1991 Warlord, and 91 is like my heyday of childhood wrestling, um, WrestleMania 7, um, as you'll realize later on in the list as well, and this is the perfect Warlord. Um, the model Rick Martel, again, just a perfectly executed figure in the jacket, the arrogance, the sunglasses, just perfect. The Hall of Champions Kane, um, the classic Kane, it's just the 98 red and black Kane, um, the definitive figure they've since released in Ultimate Edition, which isn't properly painted, which is annoying the shit out of me. I've not opened it because we're supposed to be able to get spare parts if we've got all the info. Haven't found out how to do that to Australia, but anywho, the Hall of Champions Kane is perfect. Kama, uh, the Supreme Fighting Machine, this is just one of those great, like, you know, often forgotten gimmicks that they've perfectly captured in figure four. My good friend Mark sent me this one over from the UK, never released in Australia, but it is perfect. King Mabel, another 95 figure, not a great run, but perfectly executed. It just looks like King Mabel shrunk down. Kamala, um, this is one of the pound for pound best looking elite figures in my opinion. Um, it again just looks like Kamala shrunk down. Perfect figure and one of the first ones I got um, when I started collecting it was when the Lost Legend series was on shelves here in Australia and um, after I got the purple gloved Master Undertaker this was the next one I picked up. Vader, um, the one with Vader time on the singlet. Can't remember what series it's from but it is a perfect Vader figure. The Ministry Undertaker, the one that I fawned over on holidays, absolutely gorgeous Undertaker figure, and I have that one proudly displayed. The Legion of Doom in the, the classic black and red, um, great looking figures, perfect. And my last two on the list, the WrestleMania 7 versions of Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, both defining moments, both perfect figures, and my very first favourite match, that retirement match at WrestleMania 7. You niggas can hold that, cause I am a throwback I'm spilling these cold raps, cause I am a soldier You should have been told that, cause I am a throwback I'm spilling these cold raps, you feeling the soldier Cause I am a throwback, I'm spilling these cold raps Cause you niggas can hold that, cause I am a throwback I'm spilling these cold raps, I am a soldier 
Moving on down the list, I'm going to go to my top 10 NBA throwback jerseys. Um, I probably have, oh, I would estimate, 30 or 40 NBA throwback jerseys. Um, love them, particularly from the 90s, but um, some earlier and some later as well. So my list here is the 73-74 New York Nets. Um, pick If you're a basketball fan or a jersey fan, um, the, the Dr. J, Julius Irving jersey is what I call that. The 84-85, I think, second season Michael Jordan jersey, the one with Chicago written in cursive on the diagonal. 92-93 Hornets, um, the teal with the pinstripes worn by Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues as well when the Hornets were a fairly new franchise and lots of Hornets gear was worn in the playgrounds. The 93-94 Golden State Warriors, um, thank you, Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, um, Chris Webber era jersey, the blue with the yellow Warriors riding. 98-99 Raptors, um, this is, I'm a big fan of the NBA jerseys with the big pictures on the front from the from the mid to late 90s. This is the purple one with the big Raptor, um, your Vince Carter jersey. The 92 Dream Team, particularly the navy blue, um, I have a Larry Bird version of that one, um, really love it. Wanted the Jordan one, but it was ridiculously expensive and I got Larry Bird half price uh, in the Mitchell and Ness. 98-99 Pistons, carrying on with the big picture on the front. This is when the Pistons went into more the more like tealy color, away from the classic blue and red. And this is your Grant Hill um, Sprite Feeler era jersey. 95-96 Bulls, which is the, the black with the red pinstripes. Very classy Bulls jersey. The 99-2000 Rockets. Um, I've got 99-2000, um, a Steve Francis version. Um... I, this was with the big rocket on the front, but it came in in the mid-90s. Um, I couldn't find a Hakeem Olajuwon, um, which was probably more like 95, 96. 92, 93 Suns. Um, this is when Charles Barkley was the MVP in the league and took Jordan all the way um, to the NBA Finals before losing out as Jordan did his uh, first three-peat. And the 99-2000 Lakers. I actually have always liked the Lakers jerseys, but I think this one, it's a different cut to the others. It's hard to describe, but it's like more angled rather than looped on the cut, and I just prefer this version out of all the Lakers ones. Um, this is, was also the height of Shaq and Kobe as well. So yeah, top 10 NBA throwbacks. If you like an NBA jersey, tell me um, if I missed any beautiful, colorful ones. My goal when I started collecting these was actually to have at least one of every team that was around when I was really in love with the NBA in the early to mid 90s. Um, so, you know, I do have a Seattle Supersonics, for example. Um, I have, um, well, I had Charlotte Hornets and then obviously they're now back as Charlotte Hornets. But um, yeah, those teams that went away, I've got um, Vancouver Grizzlies um, as they came into the league when I was watching. So yeah, anyway, off on a tangent. I'm going to finish up with one more list for today because I think I've mostly avoided the list that I did last time on gimmicks and figures. That was quite a, quite a few years ago, so if I, there's some overlap. Apologies. Um, but the last one is Funko Collections. Um, I'm not a huge Funko collector, but I do have, I mean, you know, to the to the layman I probably am to people in the collectible world maybe not I only collect a select few franchises because I know there are just so many of them to go around my eldest collects the Simpsons ones so I buy them for her but I collect hip-hop Funko so I have the Run DMC collection I've got um, B-Rabbit from 8 Mile I've got Ice Cube and then Ice Cube in the Impala I've got Easy e 
um, Biggie and Tupac. Um, I think that might be all of them. I have a feeling I'm forgetting one or two. A uh, little Wayne. I've got little Wayne. Um, and I've got the the Biggie album, the Big Box one with like you know it's a picture of of his daughter, but it, the daughter is the Funko in this one. I don't know if you've seen it. It's hard to describe. Look up Biggie Funko album and you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Um, I've got all Manchester City Funkos. Um, obviously the love of my life, the first love, the last love, um, you know, girlfriends, wives come and go, your football club is forever, so Manchester City, I will collect all of theirs, um, I collect the Michael Jordan Funkos, not NBA, just Michael Jordan specifically, um, I couldn't go down that rabbit hole, um, just for space and, you know, have to cull things in somewhere, there's a lot of great NBA players from when I was a big NBA fan, still am an NBA fan, don't get me wrong, um, but I thought the 90s was really the golden era for basketball, personally, um, classic WWF, so not, I think the latest one I've got is Rap John Cena, but I don't even really collect from that era, um, every now and again, like, I'll throw a Funko in on my Amazon cart to get to that $49 free international shipping on Prime, um, and I end up with some, but yeah, I've probably got about, oh, 20 wrestling Funkos, I've got Stone Cold The Rock, Vince McMahon, Hogan, Mr. T, a couple of Machos, Ric Flair, you know, all that sort of era. And lastly, I've just, like, last week started collecting the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Funkos because I got a prompt to say Super Shredder was $5 on Amazon free shipping. I'm like, $5? I'll buy that. As soon as I, I did it, I'm like, but I don't collect them. Shit, now I've got to collect them. And I've since been and bought Donatello. But um, no big rush, but I'll probably fill out, like, the Secret of the Ooze um, Turtles ones and put them in my man cave somewhere. Anywho, that will do it for today. Um, just wanted to get an episode out and keep the momentum going. Um, I've seen some really good uptake on the listens and some people downloading the back catalogue, so I'd hate for people to be just getting introduced and we go on another hiatus. I, I'm terrible with timing, and that is, you know, that and promotion are my two biggest weaknesses on this podcast. I don't promote at all. I post the episode. I mention on Twitter, I've posted the episode, bingo, done. Um, and I drop when I want <laughs> because this is a hobby. Um, don't get paid, no sponsorship, no patreon um nobody can read my show notes so it is what it is um but yeah i just want to get some content out for everyone that does listen and thank everyone again for your time have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world and keep in touch